joy and peace and without fear is to know that your eternal soul is right with God. And you know that if you would pass away today, if something would happen, that you don't have to worry about your salvation. You don't have to, you know, think, well, you know, am I ready to go? Am I, am I uh, prayed up? Am I, have I prayed through? Am I, am I full of the Holy Ghost? But when, you're, when you know, when you're confident in your salvation, you talk about a wonderful existence, uh, you know, a, a peaceful time that, that is, is just a, a beautiful thing. I was talking to my mother-in-law on Thanksgiving, and we were just talking a little bit about my, my father-in-law, his passing, and, and it, was, it was really, and I, I told her this, I said, you know, he, had, he really felt like the Lord very well could have uh, healed him or even rose, raised him from the dead. I mean, he was a very radical uh, thinker, radical enough to believe the Word of God that those things can and do happen. But, you know, I, I told her, I said, you know, I even prayed for him. You know, after he'd passed away, I thought, I'm going to honor the man and at least say the prayer. Obviously, nothing happened or you would have heard about it. Everybody would have heard about that one. But, but the, the fact was this, I said, but, you know, it really doesn't matter, uh, you know, to him or it doesn't matter, you know, and I, I said to him because, you know, he, he made it to heaven. And I, I said, of course, we feel the loss, and you feel the loss, as I was talking to, to her about that. But I said, if I've ever seen a man who was ready to go, it was him. I mean, he was able to, where he was at in his life, he was able to spend hours uh, praying and reading the Word of God and spending time with the Lord. And it was just a, a beautiful uh, existence his last uh, couple years. And so, you know, he was working his whole entire life for that very moment when he was literally in the presence of the Lord. That is the goal here, right? You know, sometimes we get so caught up with the, the things of life and you know, things that really, and I'm telling you, they don't, they don't matter. You know, the, the things that we get worried about or we're concerned about today, when you really, you know, you get removed from that by a, a day or a month or a year, and you start looking back, and, and it means absolutely nothing. But we get so caught up in the, you know, in the moment of worry or the moment of concern that we're, we're not able to live that life of having the joy of the Lord as being the, the strength of our, our existence, amen, to, to motivate us to, to live a life that is peaceful in Him. And I think that's my, been my goal through this whole Bible study, is that we know that we are in the presence of the Lord, and that we don't have to fret or worry about the things of this life or get so caught up uh, with life. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But keep everything in a proper perspective of understanding that we are eternal beings, and that is what really matters, where we're going to spend eternity. Amen? All right. Now, uh, we're going on to a reward for our faithfulness. The Bible says that. According to our faithfulness, according to our works, we'll be judged. Uh, you know, we live a life of faith and grace and mercy and all that, you know, is, is true. But we are going to receive rewards, the Bible says, according to our works. The Bible is very clear on that. Uh, so we're going to be, you know, at that time, I believe that there will be great rewards given out. In fact, I believe that there will be rewards to people that we don't, that don't, don't have a name, uh, that you never heard of. But I believe they're going to be the biggest heroes in the kingdom of God. 
It's not going to be the big name preachers, and they'll they'll get their reward too, I'm sure, because they to get to that point, I believe that they had to go through a lot of sacrifice and a lot of time that they were able to uh, just you know hone their their faith in God and maybe be broken many times over. But there's also going to be people that I believe that have been faithful to the Lord, uh, you know, with the the small things, the things that are so uh, maybe uh, insignificant to many. Uh, maybe to people not even knowing what they they're doing, but but there's going to be great rewards given out, and and so that that's a beautiful thing. Also, we'll be reunited with our loved ones, those who have passed on in the faith. Uh, what a beautiful and wonderful time that's going to be uh, to be reunited with those who have passed on, and I believe that with all my heart. I don't believe for a minute. Uh, that when we get to heaven, we're not going to recognize uh, the people that we've known. The Bible says we will be known as we are known, and that's number one. Number two, in order to really have the reward and the, 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 um, uh, the accomplishment is to know that you are who you were. How, how are you going to know what you accomplished if you don't remember this life? If you don't remember what you overcame, then that's going to take your identity away. You've got to understand who you were. Now, I, I believe that God's not going to allow us to remember those loved ones that maybe didn't make it. There's not going to be tears in heaven. There's not going to be sadness. And there's a, I believe that God, you know, God created the heavens and the earth, so he can take that part of our memory away, but he can also allow us to know who we are. And so that uh, reuniting of, of those who have passed on is going to be an absolutely beautiful thing, and that's very exciting uh, for the household of faith. And that gives us the hope that we're going to continue on. And we're going to make it to heaven, not just for our own sake and our family that's here, but knowing that there's people, uh, saints of God who have passed on, that we will one day see again. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Thank God for that. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Now, some have uh, the thought that when you get to heaven, uh, they'll sit around all day on a cloud strumming a harp. That doesn't sound like heaven. That sounds like the other place to me. My goodness, can you imagine being on a, a cloud and just, you know, maybe I went a little too far, but it doesn't sound fun to me. You know, that just sounds like a, a terrible thing. But, but that's to some people, that's the way they think of heaven. You know, they're, they're angels, and you're not going to be an angel. We covered that a few weeks ago. Uh, angels are a non-gender. They're beings that were made to be angels. They're non-human. So uh, we're not going to be angels floating around the sky str strumming a harp. But, but what we are going to do, I believe this, that God is going to allow us to be so fulfilled and so uh, enamored by what we are doing there that it will pass eternity. You know, we've got a lot of time to fill, right? We've got a lot of time. So, so we're not, you know, the things that we like to do down here, and there's, we all have the uh, hobbies or we have things that we enjoy very much, but that's nothing compared to what heaven has for us. And so God, who can, you know, create such a beautiful place, I believe that he's going to have a whole lot of cool stuff for us to do when we get to heaven. Amen? We're not going to have the back aches. We're not going to have the neck pains. We're not going to have the arthritis. We're not going to have the, uh, the, the vision problems or the hearing problems. or the you know We're not going to have any of that go on. We are going to have glorified bodies, and we'll be able to do exactly what we want to do, amen, that God has prepared uh, for his people. Revelation 21 and 4, it says, He will wipe away all tears from their eyes, 
and there shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying, no pain. Uh, all of that will be gone forever. And so the, any thought of, of, of sadness will not be there. It's going to be joy uh, throughout eternity. And it sounds like just a, a place that, that I personally want to go. Sometimes I, I get homesick, you know, the, we get caught up with the things of life, and, and just to imagine, you know, the, uh, just the, the ability to disconnect from any kind of problems or any kind of weighty uh, uh, issues is just, uh, that, that's heaven, and that is what heaven is going to be like, and it makes us homesick uh, for that place. First uh, Peter 1 and 4 tells us that God has reserved for His children the priceless gift of eternal life. Now, Understand that everybody has been created by God, but everybody is not going to go to heaven. Amen? Just because God created every man and every woman that's ever lived on this earth doesn't mean that every man and every woman is going to go to heaven. The Bible lets us know that except you're born of the water and of the Spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. And I'll be a little more specific. I, you know, we hear that a lot. But First uh, Peter 1 and 4 says God has reserved, again, for his children the priceless gift of eternal life. But, but with this comes a, an understanding that we are able to, to know the voice of God, that we're able to obey uh, the voice of God, that we're able to understand that, that whenever God begins to talk to us about uh, different things, that we have an understanding that, Lord, this is you that's speaking to me right now. John chapter 10 says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No, no one can snatch them out of my hand. Now, what, how, how, do I, how am I going to go to heaven? There's two things. Jesus says, my sheep listen to me, and they follow me. we got to listen to the voice of God. And when we're listening to Him, and, and you know, it's not going to be a verbal, audible voice that we're going to hear from Him, but we know when the Lord's talking to us. We know when there's just a, a moving, and, and if you don't, if you, you're, no, you're not familiar with God speaking to you, then I would encourage you to, to pray and ask God to refill you with the Holy Ghost because that's how He speaks is through His Spirit. And if we're not hearing Him, if we're not feeling that conviction or that nudge of the Spirit, then what we need to do, and I humbly say this to you, is just pray through again. We need to allow the Spirit to come down upon us to where we are in tune with the Spirit of the Lord and we can hear Him. Because the Bible says that His sheep hear His voice. That's, the, that's part of our salvation. If we want to go to heaven, we've got to be able to hear the voice of God. We have to understand that. Earth is just a, a warm-up act, if you will. This, you know, and you start talking like this, and, it, you know, it's great to talk like this in church. And then we got the reality of tomorrow going to work and dealing with the, the here and now and the responsibilities. But, but let me just say it anyway, because it's still true, whether it's, you know, maybe it doesn't feel like... Um, you, you can really apply it a whole lot, or maybe you're thinking, yeah, but I still have this to do tomorrow. I understand that. I do, too. We all have our responsibilities, but let's just put it in an eternal perspective here, okay? Allow me to do that. Allow me to, to just say that this is, this is the, the warm-up act for eternity. It's a truth. You might live 80, 90, 100 years old, okay? 100 years that you'll, you'll live. That is, you know... In our mind right now, that's a, man, I don't know if I want to live to be 100 years old. You know, a body that old, I don't know. Uh, hopefully I, I can, you know, get to that point where I'm, I'm feeling pretty good at 100 years old. But, but even if I don't 
live that, or maybe I do live 100 years old. That is such a, a drop in the bucket compared to the eternity that we have in front of us. I mean, we're, we're talking about forever and forever. So the problem is that even most Christians, they act like there's, you know, there's, they're so wrapped up in that here and now that they forget about heaven. Sometimes we don't talk enough about heaven. I know we don't talk about hell a whole lot, but even heaven we don't talk about. We need to talk about our eternal destination. Understand the word that I just used, eternal destination. That's a big word. That's a significant word. That's not just heaven, yes, you know, I want to go to heaven. No, that's eternal. That's eternal life. And, and, and so us preparing for that, that big event is a, a big deal. And, and our investment and the things that we do down here and our focus let me just let me be very spiritual right now. You need to lay up treasures in heaven. You need to understand that, yeah, we need to take care of our families, and I'm all for that. I talk about the practical side all the time. I'm a very practical person, but we also need to lay up treasures in heaven. We need to understand that this is eternal life that we're talking about. How do I do that? I'll tell you how you do that is you develop your character. Your character is going to live on throughout eternity who you are down here and the faith that you have and the regard you have for the spiritual and eternal things is going to live on in eternity. So th those are things that we, we need to, that's something we can do as far as laying up treasures in heaven. Can I uh, write God a check and, you know, mail it up to heaven? Uh, no, we can't do that. We can write it to the church and maybe that could be a, a form of it. But the, the true thing that I'm talking about tonight is developing ourselves, developing ourselves, our character and our integrity and who we are to where when we do get to heaven, well, that's who we are going to be. Our, in other words, my identity, I don't want it to be in a car. I don't want it to be in a suit. I don't want it to be in a pair of shoes. I don't want it to be even in my family. That, it, my identity needs to go beyond even those important things in my life, even my family. My identity needs to be Jesus Christ, putting on the robe of righteousness, being in him and him in me, allowing him to abide in my heart. That needs to be our identity more than anything else. Amen? All right. Now, realize we're going to live forever. We're going to be in eternity forever. So Jesus needs to be the one that, that we, we identify as being the most important thing in this life and, you know, to where we can uh, go to the, the uh, place called heaven and avoid the other place. Amen? Now, how do I know that I'm going to heaven? How do we know? If, if we're going to, if, if, you know, God forbid, uh, tonight would be our last night on earth. We have to have a confidence in our heart that we know that our heart is right with Him. Amen? Now, I'm, I'm speaking on this tonight, so maybe, you know, tonight before you go to bed, you're going to focus a little bit more. God, you know, pastor's right. I, I really need to make sure that I'm ready to go to heaven. Well, guess what? You need to do the same thing tomorrow night, too. And you need to do the same thing the next day the next morning and night. In other words, we need to keep our focus on the Lord, not be paranoid that we're, you know, afraid to, to go outside or do anything at all, but we need to be confident in our walk with God. Amen. We need to have a, a relationship with Him at all times. Now, are we, are we doing that? Are we listening to what God uh, says in our life? When He begins to speak in our heart, are we allowing Him to speak? Is He our shepherd? Is He our Savior? You know, David said, the Lord is my 
shepherd. Can we say that? Or is it, you know, the Lord is apostolic revivals shepherd, you know, uh, that, that God is, you know, my, my, my spouse's shepherd. No, he needs to be my shepherd. It needs to be a very personal thing. He is my shepherd. And because of that, I don't have any kind of wants in my life. That is, that's a relationship of faith to where we regard him so highly and we have so much confidence, so much faith in him that we understand that, that I don't have any needs. There's nothing in my life that he cannot take care of because he's my shepherd. He's the one that takes care of me. Praise God. Now, when we face the future... What do we see? I think that as the people of God, you know, we, we don't need to be, you know, the cynical ones. And I'm telling you, we live in a world, the news that comes out daily. I, you know the theme that's going out right now, you know, all the uh, improper behavior of the, of the, you know, these Hollywood actors and the producers and the, you know, the, the news guys and all this stuff. I mean, it is like inundating us and, and shame on them and they need to be taken care of and all that. But, but we live in such a negative world, you know, and, and it's almost like you're, you're just inundated constantly uh, with, with negative things. And, and it, it, you know, it can, get, it can get wearisome and you can get tired of the, of the ways of the world. But at the same time, we as the people of God, we cannot walk around as being the negative ones. We, we really do need to watch our, our words that we speak. Uh, are we the negative ones at work? Are we the ones that kind of uh, throw out the, 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 the negative things and, you know, we're always looking at the, 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 the dark side or the black side of things and, you know, I don't know if we can really. We ought to be the most positive people around. Brother Adam said it uh, earlier. They had a problem at work. He didn't know what to do. And I give God the glory for that as well. God came in and he helped him to work out whatever the problem was that they were having. We need to be so positive to understand that God, he knows where we're at. He understands us. He is on our side. So we should not walk around with, you know, being the, uh, you know, as a cynic or being negative. We need to be real, absolutely. But my goodness, we don't need to feed that stuff. We don't need to talk about it all the time. We need to say, you know what? But God is good. God is great. He is able to take care of his people, and I trust in him. And those people that are living, you know, crazy lives out there, you know God can fill them with the Holy Ghost too. Do you know that we could have a national revival that comes that sweeps in our country? You know that can happen? It's happened before. There's the Great Awakening. There's all kinds of revivals from the past that just swept through the uh, different countries, England, Britain. Uh, the United States had theirs uh, with Azusa Street, Topeka, Kansas. I mean, there's, there's some great revivals. Don't you know that God can still do that today? Amen. In our city, in our county, in our neighborhood, God can do the work. Amen. Brother, you, you blessed me the other day. You told me about, you know, how you, you're just praying for your neighborhood. I think that's wonderful. It's such a beautiful thing uh, to step outside the door. Brother Mobley told me, and he was just praying, just him alone with the Lord, just, you know, praying that God would, any kind of spirit or anything negative in the neighborhood, that God would just take care of that. And I don't know the exact words. I don't remember the exact words, but I was so uh, uh, impacted by the faith of bringing the spiritual, what we do here on Sundays and Wednesdays, into the neighborhoods amen, into the communities and believe that God wants to save those people too. They are eternal souls. And again, every, 
every soul will have two destinations, either heaven or hell. And so we need to, we need to understand that. We, 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 we must understand that we have to be the positive ones. We, we have to be the ones that believe that God can do great things in people's lives even here today. Amen. Or tomorrow, whenever we go to work, that these people are eternal souls, that they also can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, as we begin to actively look at the goodness of God and His mercy that's when I think that we as the people of God can apply it to other people's lives as well. Now, if God has been good to me, he's shown me the mercy and the grace. Don't you know that what has been applied to my life can be applied to their life? And so as we are walking in the grace of God and we're allowing the presence of the Lord to just to cover us and to be that 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 uh, um, insulation, if you will, that we need to be the uh, the, the buffer from the world. The world can have that too. And so as we walk with the Lord, who are we showing them? Uh, what, what are we showing them? How are we allowing them to know Christ in us? Or do, are we guilty as charged as being a Christian? Do, do people know that uh, without a doubt, they're a Christian? They're an apostolic. They're, they're different from everybody else. Or do they just, do we blend in? And, you know, we're just not really known as we are wanting to be known as we are in the church, do we, do we emulate, that, emulate that in the, in the world that we live in? And so I, I believe that as we allow the, the presence of the Lord and the, the Spirit of, the God, of God to begin to move in us daily, and we have that eternal perspective, I think that our whole mindset can change. And that's when I believe that we are a witness for the Lord. Now, in Psalm 23, as we were looking, uh, the Bible probably more than anything, we understand how much God truly loves us. And I, you know, Psalm 23 is probably the most powerful, the most beautiful uh, passage of Scripture used for funerals and a lot of, uh, a lot of sermons. But, but we understand the personal relationship that we can have with Him. We've seen how much God cares for us, how much He wants us to uh, uh, be His sheep and Him to be our shepherd. It's a, just a very intimate personal relationship that David portrays in, the, in the, the passage that he wrote in Psalm 23. Now, what have we learned? I think that if we would sum up the whole series, I think there's only four lessons that I taught on this. The main thing, I think, that if we summarize the, the whole thing in one sentence is that Jesus is all that we need. Amen. Jesus is all that we need. Now, in our minds, we're thinking, but well, I need this and I need that, and it's Christmas time, and you know, we need to have the perfect Christmas here, and we got to do this and that. But when it's all said and done, if everything else was stripped away from us and we had nothing, Jesus is all that we really need. And David's faith, whenever he wrote this, he, he wrote it in such a way when, he, when you break it down, you can't see anything but that. And I, I, let me summarize it like this, and we can all have this same outlook, but this is the outlook I have. If I know the shepherd, then I don't have anything to fear at all. Uh, I don't need to fear poverty because the Lord is my shepherd. I don't have to worry about not being able to uh, have a, a, a house or shelter, food or clothing. Why? Why don't I have to worry about that? Because David said like this, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. I don't have to fear loneliness. Why? Because the Bible says 
He is with me. I don't have to be lonely. I don't have to be all by myself. He's with me at all times. I don't need to fear mistakes because the Bible says in this passage, he guides me on the right path. So even the mistakes that I make, say I I blow it really big time, he's going to guide me on the right path. Why? Because he's my shepherd. He's my shepherd. He's my personal shepherd, so he's not going to leave me all alone. I don't need to fear failure. Why not? Because the Bible says he restores my soul. Even when I make a mistake, even when I blow it, he restores my soul. That's that grace and that mercy that I talked about a couple weeks ago. He's going to restore us, but we got to keep our eyes on him, right? And he'll put us on the right path. I don't need to fear the future because goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Why should I fear the future when I know the Bible says, and I believe this in my heart, that all these, all these wonderful things will follow me, that goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I don't even have to fear death because the Bible says I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's eternal life. So everything that you could fear about or you could get, get anxious about, you could get upset about, David covers it. All these things are covered. All of these areas of, of, uh, of the fear that, whether it be the enemy or life itself, that they throw at us all the time, every day. Hey, we've got a shepherd, and he cares for us. We've got a shepherd that is a, in a personal relationship with you and I. It's not that I'm, he's, I'm personal with him. He's my personal Savior. In other words, he comes down into my world. Because I can't go into his world. All I can do is believe him and trust in him, but he's going to take care of his people at all times. Aren't you glad for that? I'm so thankful no matter what we go through, no matter what our, our situation is, no matter what our lot in life is, you might be having the, the, a, a difficult day tomorrow, and you know it's coming. You know it's, what's in store for you. I'm here to tell you, God is your shepherd, and he's going to take care of you. And you shall not want all of these areas where you might be concerned over. God is going to be with you, and he's going to take care of you. Amen. What a blessed Savior that we have today. Amen. God, I liked what one writer said. He said like this. He said, God is beneath me in green pastures. He is beside me in still waters. He is with me in the valley. He is around me in the presence of mine enemies. This is powerful. He's upon me, anointing my head with oil. He's before me, leading me, leading me in the right paths. He's behind me because surely and goodness, uh, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. He's even beyond me in heaven. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So everywhere you look, down, up, to the side, behind you, ahead of you, God is there because He's eternal. And he loves you, and he cares for you, and he'll take care of his people. Amen. I'm, I'm thankful for him. I'm glad for a relationship that I have in the Lord that every single day I know that he is beside me, he's with me, he's above me, he's below me, he's in the past, the present, the future. It's all covered because we serve a great Savior. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for that. Amen. Praise God. I am very short tonight. Actually, I was pretty long, but I got up here pretty quickly, and you're going to get out of this service pretty early. Isn't that great? God's good. <laughs> Amen. Let's stand together. Praise God. What else could we want? Doesn't that say it all? He's got it all covered. 
And he is our God. He's our king. And, you know, in this life to live for him, you know, I, I used to say a lot, and I, I still say it. It's, it's a good life living for the Lord. I mean, it is a wonderful, wonderful life. I would not trade this life with, with any, anyone. I, I'm telling you, I, I just I enjoy the, the blessings of the Lord. I enjoy the, the walk of faith. Uh, but, but he's just so good to us here in the here and now. But, but in eternity, my goodness, you start thinking about the blessings of the Lord and what he's going to do for his people and how much he wants to do for us. He's had thousands. Of, he's had, you know, an eternity in the past to prepare for us to be there. Amen. You talk about a great place to go. He created the heaven and the earth in, in six days, right? I mean, all the beauty that we have here and, and there, but yet he's had all, these, all this time to prepare something wonderful uh, for the saints of God. And that's you, and that's me, and we're going to be there together, worshiping the Lord, amen, hand in hand, arm in arm, knowing that he is the, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, amen. That, that about wraps it up. I think that God, is, uh, God loves his people, and he's going to take care of us. And I'm, I'm just, it's, it's an honor to be able to live for him. And I want our faith as a church. I mean, I believe that God is wanting to use this church in a powerful way. He already has. Uh, there are some things that are going on right now in the spiritual realm that, that I believe that God is going to uh, just bring us to a level of seeing the influx of souls come to him and the testimonies of, of, of people that God is, I mean, he's got them targeted. He's wanting to save them. And they've got a testimony. They've been doing some really bad things. And God's like, that's the bigger the testimony. I'm going to do some great things through them and, and through their testimony and all the, the just the, the lousy things that they're doing right now. God's going to get the glory out of that. And that's the world that we live in. And if, if as bad as it gets, as dark as it becomes, man, when God gets a hold of their hearts and God cleans them up and God saves their soul, what a testimony to the world. That they can say, you know what, I was that, and this is what I used to do, or you know, they can uh, uh, just they, people will already know. They'll be known as they are known. Amen. Their their reputation will precede them. But yeah, when God fills them with the Holy Ghost, and I believe this with all of my heart, that God is wanting to fill people with the Holy Ghost and show Himself strong on behalf of His people, to where we can see great things happen in Him. Amen.